0: i'm eric and across from me or the side of me i guess is joe and uh, howdy we're the struggling hunters this is a podcast where we talk about our stories uh, our passion about hunting and uh, just try to have a good time every week and 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 make the best podcast we can so thanks for joining in if you're new And also, thanks to everybody that's listening before and coming back. If you could do us a favor, consider sharing the podcast. It helps us grow the fastest. If you share it with somebody that you think is like-minded and would enjoy the podcast also, we'd really appreciate it. So, um, yeah, consider sharing, liking, subscribing, following. Be great. Uh, Moving on from that, I'll get right into it. We had uh we had a lot of fun doing the Fred Bears uh 10 commandments over the last 10 episodes that next week I think we're going to start it right is that what we agreed on? Right yeah we'll we'll just start
1: we'll start discussing another 10 tips I guess if you will.
0: Yeah another another 10 tips uh for archery or elk hunting in general it's more I guess it's more elk hunting but uh um, yeah but i get well it's kind of both cuz it is about the rut and everything but anyway um yeah so next week we're going to start that so it should be fun uh do you want to go over the 10 topics and then yeah so it's
1: it's uh it's like it's pretty it's a ma- an article put out by the NRA uh, or their magazine American Hunter and it's uh titled 10 tips for bow hunting elk by Adam Vaughn Ben Benedict. And so like the ten uh ten topics that it talks about is number one, getting in shape. Number two is practice. Number three is uh be bivy ready. Four, find elk, five, hunt high holes, six sound like an elk seven tag team bulls eight set up in front nine hunt midday 10 be aggressive and that can that will conclude the 10 episodes i guess if you will of uh, discussing this article and not at you know me and eric were just a little background where kind of threw a couple articles back and forth. Um, We found some other ones, but like we feel like this one here fits us the most in a way, or, you know, the best, I guess, if you will, the one that kind of goes along how we want to hunt and what tips actually feel like we're going to be useful. So there should be some good topics coming up. And if there's anything that we mentioned in there that you want us to maybe expound upon or talk about, You know when we, you know, of course. So it's one through ten. So, you know, the first one's going to be be in shape, and we're going to follow one through ten in order. So, uh, you know, pay. So you know what's coming up if you're listening. (laughs) But uh, if there's something you want us to talk a little bit more specific about when that comes up, let us know, and we'll do that. But we'll for sure have stories in each of those uh, each of those topics.
0: But yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. I thank you. Uh, Well, so we got together this weekend, huh? Yeah, we did. We actually uh, met up
1: and um, we actually every once in a while do get to see each other in person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Well, I've gotten to see you twice in November. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But we were, we were in hunting mode on the first trip, so we didn't really get a chance to, well, I mean, we hung out all day, but we didn't like make much content or anything. Right. But, uh, no. but this last weekend we got together and, and, uh, made a video that will be coming out here pretty soon. I'm not sure exactly what day, but look out for that. I think it'll be a fun one. And, uh uh, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I don't know. We had a good time. I, the thing I liked about it is that we, so the video, you know, it's supposed to be a comparison video slash review, I guess. And, uh, I will say like, it's, it's like a little over 30 minutes long there's not much more I could cut down on. I mean, I could cut down a lot more, I guess, but, um, you know, I just felt like it was the way I'm seeing it, I'm like, well, it's just going to be a long video and that's the way it is. But, uh, <laughs> it felt like a podcast almost though. I was kind of laughing because to myself whenever I was editing it, because I was like, man, it's almost like a podcast on its own. <laughs> but,
1: uh, <laughs> but I think like Eric too is trying to say is it's going to be raw and, yeah. uh, and the, on our, our honesty or what our, our, the honest truth of how we act in front
0: of a camera will will be displayed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty it's not too bad. I think it's pretty good. Uh we probably could brush up on our acting skills but uh, <laughs> other other than that it's not too bad. It's it's kind of funny. So uh yeah. And so it all again, we had a good time. Well but one thing I was going to say though is is the, um, just being there together live, it was, there's a different flow to it for sure. And hopefully in the future, right? we, we can do more live videos or well, has been one thing not, that,
1: you know, we've, we've been talking about trying to do is a little bit more videos and stuff together. And due to, I don't know, COVID and kind of being separated by distance, you know, we, we <laughs> we're just too far apart. No, just I kidding. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that uh about
0: five hours apart right for us yeah about, six.
1: yeah so we've been trying to you know and being in front of a camera like that is new to both of us and that's a new habit that we're we're trying to break and you know we talk about putting videos out but it's 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 different putting putting a video together and being new to it that way so those that are listening and watching and you're you're growing right along you're you're seeing us grow <laughs> hopefully it's uh you can enjoy it
0: 100 <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where uh i never really thought too much about being in front of a camera too much and uh so yeah it's hard to get used to it at, at, at times but i think we did fine i feel pretty good about it Good.
1: Good. Yeah. and then I guess on top of that too, if i ended up uh, going to Cabela's for a brief quick second and as uh so it's kind of twofold going to Cabela's, but uh two topics here now kind of just come surface that we were going to talk about one is i'm I'm considering or i guess I'm more than considering. I should say I'm considering what bow to buy or what direction I should go. So there will be a new purchase in the next couple of months of me buying a bow. Uh, but what bow that's going to be, I'm not sure yet. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to rush this because <laughs> me and this bow are going to be together for probably a while. Right. So, um, and knowing that I'm going to buy one, you know, I just want to make sure I, I I understand what I'm getting. But, uh, but I went to Cabela's to look at it. Kind of a, one of the bows they had on sale. And also while I was there, um, I purchased, what do you you call them? Bino. What are they called?
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. It's a bino harness with the pouch that your binoculars just slide into. Yeah. So, um, being this, being the guy that I am, you know, waiting for a deal kind of hit me before I, I purchased something like they were, these, this vinyl harness was only like 40 bucks. And so I was like, ah, I can swing that, <laughs> you know, versus the hundred and some odd dollars that they typically, that the oh, it's a vortex vortex pouch. So, you know, it's kind of name brand, but the ones that are particular uh brand with, you know, backpacks and whatnot, they seem to run a little bit more. So being the frugal guy that I try to be, um I accepted the the price tag and uh bought a new Bino harness and I'm excited to to use them.
0: Yeah, so you're with the with the big boys now. Yeah I'm just as cool as everybody else. (laughs) Well I'll tell you what you'll you'll like it. I mean so uh oh that's an interesting one. There's one on Amazon for like 40 bucks. It doesn't look too bad. Um not quite as sleek and cool looking as like the the uh Vortex ones, but uh anyways, yeah. So I'm looking here, so like a hundred bucks, 129, 156, uh 98, well, 99, 129. Yeah, so they're all like – so, yeah, you got a pretty good deal on that one. And those four – because yours is, I think, just like mine. Do you have I those, think so. The two net pockets on the side and then a zipper, a zipper in the on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like mine. But, but it, it works. I mean, these other ones that are, you know, an arm and a leg – I mean I'm sure they have their benefits and stuff, but I, I'm pretty happy with mine. You know, so well if you're happy, I'll be happy. Uh you get used to it. But so whenever I first started using it, uh the lid, the lid kind of opens up or what, like and at first it's like, oh man, this is weird because like the fancier ones, the lids open up to the outside. Oh so you can see, you know. But uh I don't know if I'm explaining it good enough for the podcast, but my point is, 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 uh, at first it was kind of weird, but you get used to it, get used to it pretty fast. After like the first 10 times of pulling it out, you don't even think about it. But I remember the first time I was like, oh, it's kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> huh? So, yeah, I'll get used to it. But no, it, it's a good vinyl harness. And I know for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, completely happy with mine good they definitely have a place in the in the hunting space you know it's just kind of fun it's interesting i didn't
1: to think about just like the the uh the history of like binoculars and and the straps for binoculars you know like for a long time like you know you had just a strap around your neck (laughs) that you hauled your binoculars with and then it turned into like that little bino harness thing with the uh, elastic strap so that way it hung around your chest and then you had another thing that went around your chest that would cover the binoculars so that way they wouldn't um get all dirty as you're hiking around and then now they got these little pouches thing that that you can drop your binoculars into you know it's like why didn't
0: why did they think of that like 50 years ago? <laughs> I know it's, it's funny uh, that you say that. Cause it, it seems like such a simple thing, but just nobody ever really put it together. Nobody ever really thought about it. Right. It seems like such a simple thing to, to, uh, to create, but yeah, I, I, I think it's a great creation. Cause I had the, I don't know what it would be called. I mean I I guess it's a sling binos sling. Uh I had that for a few years and that worked worked fine but uh I really like the harness. Did you put the tether on yours on your binos from the harness to the to the binos so so like you don't No, not yet. I I left mine off on purpose cuz I don't know. I I just uh, I think about it whenever I use them. Uh-huh. But, like, or, okay, the whole reason that the tether's on there is that way if you accidentally drop your binos, you're not going to lose them, have them fall off a cliff or something. But I always think twice about it whenever I'm, you know, whenever I pull them out and I'm like, all right, just got to hold on to these things. Don't get, don't (laughs) be stupid with your binos and end up dropping them. So I I don't ever put on my tether just because it just is kind of a, Kind of another thing that you get you
1: don't like being tied down? Kind of, yeah. Like yeah. being
0: a free man.
1: I like being a free man. Telling your vinyl harness where to where to shove it and what to do with it. Yep. yep. Yeah. You're, you're so tough you, like that.
0: Listen to me, <laughs> harness.
1: <laughs> and, and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess with that though, like go back over to the other topic of going to Cabela's. They had a deal on a bow. I think it was, uh, I don't remember if it was, I think it was, a, it was a blackout. Is that that one Oh yeah, bow?
0: blackout? Yeah.
1: They had one that was like two seventy nine on sale, And I was like, Oh, I can, you know, look into maybe swinging that. And <clears throat> I was like, I don't know anything about the bow. So I did a little bit of research. And of course, uh, you know, it was like Black Friday. You know, so like they have those sales going on. I wonder if I paid attention of sales for Christmas and stuff would be just as good. Anyways, um, I bet it'll be close. But I, I just, I've never really, you know, my goal was that before I bought a new bow, it was I wanted to shoot one with one of my older ones, but. uh I don't know. I just, after, after seeing that price tag, I was like, well, shoot, you know, is that something I want to look into getting worry about? And not, and uh, well, I I don't know anything about the bow. So I'm going to, so anyway, that got me looking and pulled some cash together. So I got, I got kind of a little reserve saved up to to uh pursue getting a bow but you know upon talking to one guy at work particular uh, about bows and what to kind of look for what you know what i want and what should i be looking for at the end of the day it's i'm sure it comes down to what feels good to me that's one thing i want to do is spend some time shooting a couple of the bows you know i don't want i you can read about it and it's probably going to be an awesome bow but if it doesn't feel good to you you know it's not you're not going to enjoy shooting it but i guess one of the things for an accurate bow is you want kind of a, a long axle to axle width. um i guess the shorter ones you know they're they maybe shoot a little quicker or whatnot but for whatever reason or i guess the pinch point of the string to the knock is tighter on a narrower bow and that kind of helps or hinders accuracy. But and then your, you know, one thing to consider that I probably would have overlooked uh was your what was it the is it they call it the rise height. So from the distance from the back of the handle of the bow to the string. Um
0: oh that yeah that's um
1: uh... yeah I believe it's the rise height but uh you know brace, like you don't want brace height brace, brace height. height yeah rise height brace i know how it was close <laughs> <laughs> i was confident um but you know you kind of want that almost like you know like as as great as the as most of a distance as you can handle um just simply you know it's going to be less of a uh string slap to your wrist the further it w- it's away from that from your hand, you know, the less likely you're getting, the string's going to hit your wrist
0: oh, without, yeah, I'm,
1: you know, I'm sure you can, I can get there to teach myself to, to uh, be in the proper technique. So that doesn't happen. Yeah. But you know, one thing is like, well, I guess if it find one that, you know, I'm not losing that much speed and I might have a little bit bigger of a brace height, and I don't have to worry about like my jacket or my sleeve of my shirt messing with the string before the string lets go of the arrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, so that's some things that I'm I'm gonna be looking into.
0: Yeah, that's as, awesome.
1: As far as looking at, at, at a bow, but it's just interesting too. A lot to look into.
0: Yeah, so um it's kind of funny i guess the the the, the research that i've done the shorter axle to axle bows are kind of more designed for hunters and stuff to get around but a lot of hunters actually use a longer axle to axle because it is it's more st- stable there's more stability and um and yeah the way the way just the way it shoots and releases everything's a lot smoother uh with a bigger axle to axle so there's so much stuff to consider and it's it's a pain you just i think what you're doing is pretty smart just kind of going around and doing the research going to a couple different places shooting their bows and see what they try to sell you and and then say ah thanks but no thanks and
1: Right. Well, that's like the one thing that's going to be kind of hard, right? Cause as soon as you say you're in a market for a bow and you give them a price range, you know, the salesman's not like, Oh, let's get you into, let's get you into this bow. You can, you can leave today. Well, yeah, I know I
0: can leave today with it, but is it really the one I want? <laughs> uh, well, and, and really, I mean, you're in a good spot right now because it's, you know, I, it's winter time. So you don't have to have, I mean, right you don't have to have one right now that is something i did think about the other day i was like man that's kind of
1: a nice little timing like that get that bug to to get one because i i got like all winter to get through you know like i and before i can even really go out and do anything i mean of course there's indoor stuff you i could do but you know in all sense of reality it's i gotta have some time to uh to really have a bow ready for the season to come
0: yeah yeah but you know if you get like a more uh entry level budget friendly however you want to say it bow. um i mean the the nice thing about most of those is they come with everything true um and then as you upgrade though because i'm kind of i mean i got an entry level myself and and i've upgraded the site which was kind of a a fluke uh you know, an, uh, a fellow archer, he was like, ah, I got this extra site, It's actually pretty nice. I don't know how much yeah. they go for, but, um, but he gave that to, he gave it to me. So I was like, oh man, that's, that's a cool upgrade for absolutely free. Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was pretty cool, but so I've upgraded that already. And then I'm going to upgrade to a, to a, uh, a drop away probably. But what I'm trying to say here is, is you could slowly upgrade over time and, and make a really good bow.
1: Well, and that's kind of like what I've been, uh, one of the scenarios I've been playing in my head is, uh, you know, do I watch for kind of a higher end used bow that's maybe bare boned, you know, a little cheaper because I can pull, pull everything off my other bows that I might need to put on that bow. And then, you know, as the time goes, upgrade everything,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, you know, I'll spend maybe spend more money and get a bear bow, a bear a naked bow, I guess you know, not a bear archery bow, but you know <laughs> get a naked one and dress it up myself,
0: yeah, 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 it's just man, that's always it's always so tough. I mean that's why the best thing to do if you're a beginner archer or want to get into it or you are into it now, just get all your sight your your good equipment and then, then save up your money again and and get that nicer, better shooting bow. But the the other
1: thing too that like I'm trying to be careful about, or it's just interesting because I feel like we we live in like this lucky time, you know as you know as far as equipment in a way because you can get fairly good equipment for a good decent price oh, meaning yeah. you know like your budget bow um comes with everything and you can pretty much wear that bow out and i don't know how long it takes to wear a bow out but you know it's not like you have to turn around and upgrade it right away and it's going to operate pretty pretty f- phenomenally for what you paid for
0: yeah well it, that that's kind of uh, that's always that was kind of my thinking whenever i got my bow is i was like well my bow it might be entry level but the technology and and all the stuff behind it is probably as good as some of the top of the line stuff 10 15 years ago right so,
1: Well, that was like one of the articles that I was reading too was saying, okay, your entry-level bows are going to have maybe older cam styles on it. You know, but if you buy like the pro, I don't know if you call it a pro line or like the expensive side of it all, like a grand plus you're getting up to date cam style technology.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, Maybe, you know, an, a few seconds faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other thing, too. It, man, you could go down the... So, there, there's something, too, that, uh, you know, I, I don't know about today's technology, but... So, what is it, front of center, the FOC of an arrow? Yeah. And the weight? yeah. Yeah. But uh there was this old boy, I think he was on Meat Eater, but he was talking about making arrow or arrow flight. And he's like he's like, you know, there's there's um there's there's kind of a limit to all of it. You know, you could have a really fast bow with you know 350 feet per second kind of bow. Uh 325, whatever, but he said, "Like if you get too fast, it actually, it actually um, hinders you. And I'm probably I'm chopping this up a little bit, but it the way that it made sense to me is he said, he said if you got too fast of an arrow flight, next time you're going down the road at fifty five, just stick your hand out the window and see what it does, you know, and you know so that wind drag, that's what he was trying to talk about was the wind drag of So there's like this this happy medium spot with like arrow flight and I mean it's you can nerd out on it so much (laughs) it's just never I mean I mean there's guys that like weigh every arrow and if if their arrow's a gram or a whatever yeah gram right gram or grain yeah grain grain if it's a grain off from the other arrow they're like ah toss that out you know I mean (laughs) they just go in depth on it and i'm like well i'm shooting sure at something with vitals about like yay so i could be a little right bit <laughs> right
1: i i can have a yeah i can be off by two or three inches on every shot and still kill something
0: <laughs> right right
1: but yeah so it's it is interesting on how much you can you can kind of nerd out on it and really get, get into whatever, you know, you want to, but you know, <laughs> end of day, are you a better hunter because of it or are you making yourself worse because of it? Right. Yeah. But if you so. enjoy it, more power to you. Like, yeah. Shoot. There's a lot that you can get into.
0: Oh yeah. I know. I know a couple of things that I want to do with my bow. I want to get new string. I want to get new string. Uh I want to get a drop away. I just want to see if I can get more accurate with it. And maybe, maybe buy one of those uh those expensive boxes of arrows to see see if I can really tell a difference. But that's kind of my goal. I kind of I want to get another site. Uh I can't remember what they're called, but the ones that that you just twist, like so if you're at 20 or if you sight it out and Let's say you're at 40, you just twist the knob and then it tells you yeah. that you're at 40. The only thing with that where I feel like the uh the regular peep sites uh are are you know are simpler is better sometimes because something comes in pretty fast or whatever, like you ain't gonna have time to mess with that dial. Right. That right. dial True. it's pretty much meant for like, oh, I got time to to uh range find them and you know and but like this this year for me man i mean i had like three seconds to make a decision and <laughs> right obviously i messed up that decision you know i always like to pour salt on my own wounds i guess but but I, so oh, that's you okay if, well if you had that sight, you
1: you might have had the time to adjust it yeah you think so <laughs> It would have. I've me seen there. how
0: fast you are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that.
1: Uh, you don't have to.
0: <laughs> I, can't I won't take it personally. I can't tell if you're actually being nice or if you're being condescending. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel better—that's yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> Oh okay, well, and I guess you're being nice. No, it's um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing those out there to give you ideas of what what to go for 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 bows or like accessories and stuff. Right. But yeah, I've been told. I've been told though, like especially on the entry level bows. Uh, just changing the string out with, uh, with better, better bow string, uh, will make a world of difference. Have you
1: looked into like what type of strings there are like, you know, is there one going to be more stretchy than the other ones or
0: no, one of my bow guys, I'm always talking bows with, I mean, the guy, the guy has information for days on, on bows. It's amazing how much information he has, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but, but I probably only gather like 10% of what he says half the time. But, um, but I mean, you know, I'm just saying like he has a lot of knowledge and I'm trying to pick it all up, but I probably only, only, uh, pick up about 10% of it. But, um, he always, he always says a certain brand, but I can't remember what that is off the top of my head right now. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he swears by it. He says that they, the, the the vibrate. So it's a couple things, the material that they make the more top of the line string with, um, has, it'll have less stretch, less vibration, which all kind of helps into, uh, uh, making your bow accurate. Right. So, Cause that's, that's thing. Like, I mean, you know, that thing vibrates every time you shoot and it, it's hard to, you know, I I've been working on getting in the habit of kind of checking all my bolts and stuff before I shoot and um, you know, it's it's just a good habit to have because I I think that's what kind of got me with my old uh my old sight was I wasn't checking the bolts and stuff and then the one broke. But mm. that that's kind of the other thing like it's You know, like if you get an entry bow and you have all the goodies on it, like that's awesome because, you know, you can just start shooting right away. But I would say at least for the site, especially just from my personal experience, like start looking into looking for another kind of site, one that's a little more sturdy, you know, even if you find it used online somewhere, just find a. A more durable site because i took it out that one time on a 3d shoot and and it you know didn't last i mean it it started i well i think it broke earlier but i didn't notice that it broke earlier and then at the end of the day we're Uh making adjustments and anyway um yeah i i I, um i think you can make those entry-level bows though pretty i mean by replacing it with expensive accessories and stuff. um, You can make it pretty dang accurate, but mine, I mean, I don't have no complaints with mine. It's just, you know, I think it's like everything. I just want to get better and better. And people are like, Oh, it's the string, you know, that's going to do wonders. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm actually looking. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff I'll probably get before I do this, but, I I would like to get a, a bow press one of these days. And uh, I thought about getting one of those, fi- like using one of those field presses, see how they work. Cause they're a little mm. cheaper, but, but right. I'd like to get a bow press though. And I, really what I want to do is train myself to uh, do all that work on my own so I can do, you know, so i basically have the know-how of doing it right i mean as you know those guys are at the archery shops are so helpful and stuff but like most of the time i usually go to cabela's just because that's where i bought my bow at and i don't know just kind of go there but i feel like um, every time i go there they uh they always have the same like it's always the same thing like either I'm lucky and I'm like one of the first people that they're helping, but then there's 10 people behind me that need help or I'm the unlucky one. And I'm like the 10th person that needs help. So I'm sitting there waiting in line and all I I need is my arrows cut or something, you know? And so I'm like, ah, man, it'd be nice to just know how to do all this on my own. Right. So, so yeah, one of these days I want to get all the equipment. I mean, it'll probably, it'll probably be a while before I do it, but, get a bow press, get whatever, you know, whatever, uh, what else is there? Bow clamp and then learn how to do all the ties and the eye peeps. But dude, cause you don't have an eye peep on your bow, huh? No. you going to put one on a new bow. I probably will. Yeah. It's a world of difference. So my wife, her bow. She doesn't have an IP, which we'll probably end up putting one on there eventually, but she does have an IP and trying to figure out, trying to get accurate with that thing is just, it's almost impossible. So, and then I, I've never, I, you know, before we started shooting her bow, uh, mostly the only reason why is because we just haven't set, we haven't taken it in anywhere to get it set up, but. That's why she doesn't have an eye but I always have had an eye So going to her bow and my bow, I'm like, ah, I'm so lost. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to shoot this bow. So yeah, eye peeps are, I think, pretty important.
1: Mm. No, I, I know they are. I just. No, I, was, I haven't just I have it on at one point but like my whole learning process of it and I had took and had to put in but I it didn't set up where I want like I felt like I, I needed an adjustment after I got home and was shooting it and uh <laughs> so I kind of tried to adjust it and it fell out so
0: <laughs> so you left it out
1: so I left it out and then you know like mostly two is trying to be prepared for every situation, um, I've kind of been okay without having one just simply, you know, lower light, you're not, your, your peep sight's going to be hard to look through. So my thought was getting good without a peep site. So that way during low light situations, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about if my, if I can see through my peep sight or not.
0: yeah i mean i think it's a whole nother skill that is pretty neat to have to shoot without a peep sight it's just (laughs) for me it's crazy
1: it's been hard over the the last couple years i've gotten better at it but uh growing up i shoot instinctive and when i finally the last couple years settled into trying to use sights like it's been kind of a you know like not that i've been shooting bow recently but you know growing up i we lived on five acres so like whenever i wanted i'd just go out and shoot and uh and i never used never used the sights even though i had the compound bow with sights i just always shot instinctive and i i was doing pretty good and when i started when i switched over to try using sights like it's you know, it was hard to get my mind to stop looking how I would look down an arrow to, to shoot,
0: but. Oh yeah. 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 Growing up as a kid doing that your whole life and then learning a whole day. Don't you have a recurve too?
1: I do have a recurve. Yeah. Uh, I need to get a string for it though. I haven't, I don't know what happened to it, but yeah, I, I've, I got that recurve when I was like eight years old, oh, eight wow. or nine oh. years old, mowing a next door neighbor's yard.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That's an old recurve. It is an old recurve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it still fun looks fun. like it still looks in good shape, though. It's not oh, does cracking. It? Yeah, it, it looks still looks fairly good or really good, actually.
0: Good, good. Yeah, recurve, that's pretty much instinctive there, right? You don't put sights on a recurve. No. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I noticed with the way I shoot, I I don't know if it's considered instinctive, but the way I shoot is if I don't waste a lot of time and I try to really focus in on my target, I feel like I shoot better. If I pretty much, like, pull back, find my find where I want to hit and pull that trigger, you know, kind of, I mean, it's what I guess I call instinctive a little bit where I'm like, yeah, you know, just don't waste time. Don't try to sit there and breathe or whatever, you know, cause then I start, once I start breathing or holding there for a little bit trying to get the perfect shot, then I start moving around and you know, <laughs> squirrel and doing. Yeah. 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 So so for me, and, and part of that might be because I have the, there's a couple things. And so your, uh, your stabilizer, like mine, mine was just the entry level one. They say that I, they need to get, a. Uh, my, my bow guy tells me I need to get a heavier one on the front to help me stabilize. But also the other thing, the reason that that happens is because the axle, the axle is a little short. Like if it was longer Uh, and also the stabilizer, that would, but for me, since my axle, the axle is shorter, I can't make that longer or anything. So for me, what I need to do is, is, uh, get kind of get a aftermarket stabilizer with a little weight on it. Help, help that. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, there's so many tricks.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, there is. But yeah, I don't know. Dude, like for me, I, I just gotta say this and then we could probably get out of here, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Uh yeah. So for me, man, I probably watch, you know what, as a matter of fact, I watch um oh now I can't remember their channel off the top of my head. Not uh knock. Anyway, I watch all kinds of uh, YouTube videos all the time about bows and what they're doing and how they, you know, I'm just always, yeah, I started watching this crispy, see if I can go through and find, I mean, it's not a big deal, but I, I wanted to, I don't know, this is like great podcast material point is 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 i'm always just like searching up things like something will pop in my head about archery and i'll just be like ah see if they have a video on it or something so i'm always watching something about archery i love it gotcha i love it i had i i was having a hard time this hunting season because i kind of thought about it i'm like should i just try to get a doe because you can use any weapon and I was like, should oh. I just get that dough with a bow? You know, should I try? But I was like, you know what, man, I don't want to play any games. Like, I've been on such a dry <laughs> spell, I just want to get it done, call it a day. And so that's what I did. That's you know, I used my rifle. But a part of me, I was like, man, I'd rather use my bow. <laughs> so huh. But anyway, um, yeah, you want to get us out of here?
1: Yeah, I can go ahead and get us out of here. Uh, thanks again, guys, for uh, spending your time. We Hopefully, uh, uh, we we gave you a good time to listen or listening to good times. But, uh, the, uh, you know, we covered topics tonight of what we're going to be going over next little bit and talking about buying a bow. And, you know, if you have any suggestions or anything on, along those lines, feel free to leave a comment. Um, anything that that is given will be considered um and thanks for listening uh we'll get back with you again in another week so talk to you guys later
0: later guys